Hello and welcome back to League Talks UK LC Roster Rundown. I hope yesterday's episode was an interesting one with the discussion around the only 10-man roster in the UK LC. Today's episode, however, has Enclave Gaming's coach, Mans, on. This episode is really interesting. Due to the team being such an unknown entity with their players, leaving other teams and spectators not knowing what to expect. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think of this team and how their strengths will be brought into the league. Catch me at League Talk Blog on Twitter or any of my other socials listed below. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to League Talk's UKLC Roster Rundown. My name is Alex and on today's episode is Mans of Enclave Gaming. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you ever so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me. Amazing. And would, could you introduce yourself, maybe about your job title, anything about yourself in general? Yeah, uh, my name is Kyle Wachowski, but everyone kind of just calls me Mans. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been head coach of Enclave Gaming for the last couple of weeks now, and we're going to be participating in the uh, UKLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've not really coached too, too long in the UK scene, but uh, I've had uh, what I like to think is quite a bit of success mm-hmm. in the time that I've been here. So I'm really happy that Enclave Gaming is picked me up and I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the, the split. Amazing, great news. So let's get straight into the questions. Let's talk about your team. Can you introduce your entire roster so that could include players and staff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so top lane we have uh, James Razor Governor's Governor, uh, who uh, by far is probably the nicest people, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, oh, wow. He is just generally happy mm-hmm. and just like a really, really nice guy and fun to be around. So. Mm-hmm. Um, James is a really good addition to the roster, and I'm really happy to have him. Mm-hmm. And then um, top lane, or not top lane, sorry, jungler is uh, Wysik, mm-hmm. who uh, is a uh, Polish-UK jungler. Um, he is uh, the entertainer. Okay. <laughs> he he, uh, he really likes attention, and he's mm-hmm. a really, really good personality. Good news. So, um, and then mid lane, we have uh, Varsi, who um, speaks mainly Polish, but does speak quite a bit of English. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it is got a really really good personality as well. He's really really funny, um, and I've I, like I've had time spending with him, and uh, his, his English isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was initially. Amazing. That's so I'm uh, I'm really happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then already Carrie is uh, Kevo, who mm-hmm. is from Finland. Um, he he's had quite a bit of experience um, playing internationally and on teams, mm-hmm. uh, but he was mid lane before, so this is his first season as right. maybe carry. Interesting. And uh, he is very very good. I know a lot of people are rating him very low because they don't mm. know who he is. But yeah. And then um, for support, we have Raisins, mm-hmm. who is kind of like a, a legend of the UK scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out for all of last season because he was taking a break to finish uni. Um, but he's coming back and uh, he wants to reclaim his crown of best support UK. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I'm really, really happy to have this team, and um, really looking forward to the split. Um, and then our two subs are Aether, who has been around the UK scene forever, and really hasn't had like a, a huge shot in a really good team, so he's really excited this year. And then Pravius, who is the uh, the team model, and uh, <laughs> I say that jokingly because uh, I'm really, really good friends with him. I've coached him on a couple of teams, but uh, yeah, both of those are, are players are, are looking to learn quite a bit from the uh, mm-hmm. the people who are currently having their roles, and then. Um, my assistant coach is Wise Traveler, um, yep. who I've been friends with since uh, UK Proving Grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm really happy to have him on. He's like in an amazing asset. He he does basically everything. Mm. So I'm really really happy for him to be here. Great news. It's interesting. You touched on something uh, th- about rating people a little bit lower, and that's something that I've noticed on tier list when people don't tend to know 
what that player is going to be like. So, for example, you said your AD is a previously a mid laner. So people don't yes. really know exactly what he's going to be performing like. Maybe they don't know the name. So therefore, they put him low. And that doesn't necessarily always seem like the right sort of the right way to do it, does it? The one thing that's really confusing is uh, everyone's af- afraid of known qualities, but they're, mm. they're not afraid of the unknown. Um, confusing, isn't which it? Our, our entire roster is basically unknown except mm. for James. James is like the one player who's been around and in the league and everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone else is kind of a question mark right now on our yeah. team. And I, I know I posted something on Twitter the other day laughing that we went from fifth to seventh in, in tier list. Overnight, yeah. And uh, internally, our expectations are quite a bit higher. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's just really entertaining because they don't know who we are yet. We're, they're putting us so low. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, I work in traditional sports and the unknown is more in, in my world. And I'm not saying this is the same for everyone in traditional sports. The unknown is slightly more concerning than the known in, in a lot of scenarios. And if you know who you're playing against, often you can figure out their weaknesses. Maybe you know what their tendencies are like. But if you have no idea who you're playing against, and for example, it could be a tennis game. You have no idea what their forehand's like. You have no idea what their serve's like. So you have to sort of figure it out as you go. So I, I, I think it's a really weird complex for me. Um, but yeah, without giving too yeah. much away, what do you think the key strengths or major talking points will be for this team in this forthcoming season? Well, I mean, right now, it's just like team environment. Like everyone's really happy. And mm-hmm. I know if you like watched our, our release video, like everyone's kind of like smiling, laughing. That's like generally how the team always is. Yeah. Um, and so I think like the major talking points are just how surprised everyone's going to be with our mm-hmm. play. Um, I, I think that we're going to finish quite a bit higher than everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are some rosters um, that probably won't do as good as people think. Mm-hmm. But that's a topic for another discussion. Of course. But yeah, I think that. Um, both Varsity and Wysik are, are definitely going to get to show everybody this year exactly how good they are um, mm. because everyone's rating them so low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. interesting. Again, it touches on that sort of unknown quantity there where people aren't entirely sure what to expect from you guys. And I think that's sort of reflected in the tier list because with all due respect, and this isn't my opinion necessarily, but Enclave haven't been particularly high on, on a lot of teams' tier lists. A lot of people are putting you guys sort of, as you said, between the five and seven. Some I've seen a couple on uh, eighth, maybe ninth. Um, so it's all really confusing, and that unknown doesn't necessarily equal ninth place, if that makes sense, right? No, and I mean, part of that has to do with the fact that we kept our roster so secret mm. for so long. Um, we're one of like the only teams that didn't have major leaks, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one really got to see us play. No one knows how exactly how good we are. And like you said, I'm more afraid of the unknown yeah. than the known. I'd, I'd rather have, like, this is what this person does. Mm. Then I have no idea. Let's just, you know, of wing course. it. So, Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. So it, it sort of leads on quite nicely to the next question, really. Um, obviously, this is a sort of a vague question. Uh, it could be quite open, could be quite closed, but... So far, obviously it's pre-season and everything kicks off on the 13th of February. Um, All of these will be leading up to the 13th of Feb, all of these different interviews and podcasts that I'll be doing. Um, But how's pre-season practice and scrims going? Obviously you might not want to share an awful lot, but are there any insights you can share? Uh, I mean, scrims are going good, which is the generic line I'm sure Mm -hmm. you'll get from literally everybody. Um, We're we're winning games, we're we're learning stuff, we're losing games, we're learning even more. So we're Mm -hmm. just kind of taking it every day. Um, The the thing with our team is that everyone's got some sort of comp and stage um, experience. Mm -hmm. So we've all been here before. We all know what we're doing. We know that, you know, losing scrims is better than winning scrims. So... 
uh, I think everyone just kind of taking it in stride. And um, I've been on a couple of teams, and by far I can say I was really, really surprised with how the team handled losing scrims. Okay. Because usually it's like a little bit of a blame game. I mean, it's like this with traditional sports too, where like someone mm. loses and one person, quote unquote, Close takes the blame and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never had any of that here, which is really weird and really yeah. healthy yeah, all at yeah. the same time. So, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited for the split. And, how everything's going yeah i think it, it, it's potentially one of those things where the motivation um for you guys therefore you know if, if people aren't blaming and people aren't necessarily getting super down about losses the motivation might not dip and you might not have the peaks and troughs throughout the season that um teams that do have that sort of negative environment may may be experiencing and if motivation can sort of uh, plateau or even go up for you guys then that's definitely a positive well i mean it's kind of 50-50 because, I mean, we're always going to have those those troughs and mm. those dips because, you know, you forget stuff. You work on some stuff and you forget some of the fundamentals and you got to go back to the fundamentals. It's, mm. it's just like every other sport. So uh, we're going to, like, peak and trough like every other team. Mm-hmm. But I just hope that we can uh, – our peaks and troughs are still higher than everyone else's. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So. so is there anything you're really looking to work on, maybe something that you're looking to improve on going into week one? Obviously, as I said, it all kicks off on the 13th, so – is there something specific that you're really looking as a 5-7 or even 9-man unit, including the staff, <laughs> looking to improve on? Uh, 100% right now is just communication. Okay. Um, like I said, we've got um, like two players who are English is their first language and then three players where English is their second language. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of communication stuff. I mean, everyone speaks fairly good English, yep. but it's just like the, the complicated stuff, the game planning ahead of time, mm. that kind of stuff. That um, And every team needs to work on, you know, figuring out the communication, yeah, yeah. shot calling, that kind of stuff. So um, it, it's just like ironing out the kinks in that and then getting it consistent and then consistently performing while also having the communication level to a certain standard, um, which I'm sure is basically every team's mm-hmm. first week. Cause, I mean, yeah, all these yeah. players are very mechanically good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just getting everybody on the same page and playing as a team. So. Mm. Yeah, so the communication being the main point. Is there anything else at all? Maybe, maybe like a side... A side thing, maybe you're looking to improve champion pools or something like that. Is there something in-game that's not necessarily communication, or are you more than happy with everyone's sort of mechanical stance at the moment? I mean, everyone's mechanical stance is just fine. All of these players are extremely good players. Mm. Um, obviously, there's always champion pool stuff with the new season. There's always you know meta shifts and all kinds of stuff that we will continue to develop during the yeah. year. But, um, again, generic questions because I do not want to point out any sort of, of weaknesses course, in our team, um, which, you know, there are some, but it's, it's not many um, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. So, um, in general, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy. Communication is like the one thing that Great if we news. fix, I think we will do really well just week one. Brilliant. No, that's really interesting. Because I think, obviously, um, for any team, communication is going to be something that's really, really important. And to make sure you have that sort of clear and clean channel of communication where everyone is getting well maybe the top lane is getting his point across in the right way during the game and maybe he needs help from the jungler obviously that communication is going to be really really important so obviously working yeah. on that's going to be fantastic for you guys but yes and when to call that kind of stuff yeah because you know you don't want to call it at the wrong time and all yeah, of yeah, that yeah. so yeah okay amazing so what are your aspirations for this split what are you aiming for <laughs> um so i generally believe we can be top two um, i think that probably one of the academy teams will will slip up mm-hmm. at one point or another. Um, but I, I've told the organization, the organization kind of feels the same way, that anything short of top three would kind of be a failure with the roster wow, that we have okay, and the staff yeah. that we have. 
So, um, which is, like I said, why I was laughing so much when I was yeah, watching yeah. all the tier lists. Put us five to seventh, and I'm like, you guys have no idea what's about to hit you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I'm really excited. We've got like a really good roster, mm. and uh, as long as the the staff doesn't screw anything up, as far as drafts or champ pools or just general like meta stuff, I think that we'll we'll very easily be a top team. That's really interesting because a lot of people that I've spoken to on and off the podcast, whether it's just a conversation, are sort of just accepting that Fnatic and XL might be the top two teams and there's not going to be much for challenging that. So, you know, you look at all these sort of Twitter analysts as such, but just generally people that uh, watch the UK scene or maybe involved in the UK scene have said that most tier lists are Fnatic 1, XL 2, and then, you know, the rest of them are just sort of changing in and out. So I'm really, really interested to see that you guys are hoping and, you know, you think you can get that one uh, in the top two. I, I mean, I don't think you should ever, like, settle for we're going to be third best. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously, we always want to be the best, and we're trying every day to compete to make sure that we are the best. And, I, I, I mean, top three is, is you know, the, the cautious end of me, yeah, which yeah. I'm sure I'm going to get yelled at later in a, in a conversation with, you know, Jakey <laughs> and Phil and stuff. But yeah. um, I honestly do think that top three is probably what will end up and top two is the peak. I, I mean, I, I still think that the academy teams are extremely good, mm. but I still see weaknesses, which every team has. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I think the difficulty with the academy teams is, um, you know, the UK scene as a whole isn't particularly flooded with sponsors, isn't particularly flooded with lots of money and uh, income. Obviously, the viewership is lower than potentially other scenes, maybe the French scene or the Spanish scene, something like that. So when the the names of Fnatic and XL were thrown in there and they were in the LEC, I think a lot of people have that opinion that they're going to be really, really good just because they are also in the LEC, um, which I don't necessarily think is the right sort of jump to make, right? I, I mean, I don't either. I mean, so Fnatic's lineup of Shikari and Prosper um, were on Misfits last year, mm. and they were consistently on, on the like fifth or something like that into the finals. Mm. Um, so uh, these, I mean, these teams aren't unbeatable. They mm-hmm. still have UK players. We still have UK players. They have to same, follow the same rules we do. Yeah, yeah. Do some of them have more money? Sure, mm-hmm. but you have to look at the names they also brought in are very well-known names as opposed to some, what we did on Enclave, which is bringing in a bunch of people that no one knows. Um, yeah. So, again, we don't know who's better until we play. Of course. So, absolutely, we'll see. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, our first week will probably, because we're, we're first seed, as far mm-hmm. as I know. Um, so, uh, we'll be playing probably one of the academy teams. Yeah, so, what, how do you feel about the, uh, the way that the whole league's been set up this year, the, the format of it? Uh, I think it's going to be really entertaining because mm. and it gives a chance that uh, at least the first week for everybody to play Fnatic because Fnatic is the lowest seed. Mm-hmm. So it gives everyone that kind of exposure and the game time and stuff. So um, I, I, I like it. Uh, I think that it's kind of drawn out a little bit. The, mm. the seven-week format is kind of long, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of games on one day. But um, because of where we're seated, we, we only have to play one game. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it shouldn't be too bad. We will yeah. adapt. I mean, I, I went through the Forge system mm-hmm. and played, you know, multiple games a week for, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, eight weeks or something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident in my abilities. So. Amazing news. Well, the, that confidence is definitely going to take you guys far. And I think the unknown quantity is definitely something that's going to be of benefit to you guys coming to the uh, start of the season. So mm-hmm. uh, sort of bringing it to a close really all of the questions have been answered brilliantly really really interesting so i want to say thank you again to you for giving your time over to this because obviously yeah, uh, no you guys are super busy at the moment 
<laughs> yes, that is a little bit of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is kind of planned out, you know, double scrim locks and yeah. everything else. So it's it's a little crazy, but mm-hmm. I'm happy that I was able to get some time to do this. Yeah, amazing. Not a problem at all. So I want to wish you guys the best of luck. If there's anything you want to say, maybe there's uh, anything to the listeners or maybe you can go and plug yourself, plug your Twitter, something like that. Uh, of course, I've, I've got quite a bit of plugs that, I, yeah. of course, I was told that I had to plug. <laughs> uh, so first, uh, Enclave Gaming, uh, at Enclave Gaming UK on Twitter, mm-hmm. as well as our sponsors, Gamers Apparel, uh, which is at Gamers Apparel, at Arctic Channel, at MSI underscore underscore UK. And then also there's me, uh, at League of Mans on Twitter. Um, and also, if, if you're looking for more information on Enclave, obviously follow the Twitter, Twitter and uh, go to Enclave gaming.co.uk and all of the information will be there amazing well thank you so much so ladies and gentlemen this was uh, the Enclave Gaming Edition of the UKLC Roster Rundown with its Mans or Mans their social media channels will all be in the description all of the things that Mans just said will be in the description so stay tuned for more of this mini series and thank you for listening <laughs>